Brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. My name is Peter Coit, coming to you from the Sonic Shed, and zooming from the studio across town is co-presenter Clive Walpole. Uh, hello, Peter from the Synth Cave. Uh, well, tonight we've got the second part of the interview with Paul Statham, but before that we have a selection of our regular hodgepodge of electronic gems, starting with a piece from Daphne Oram's album Oramix called Missile Away. Yeah, this is from a double album I've got of, uh, of Daphne Orams. Um and this is from uh, CD number two. Yeah, some someone uh, give a, an explanation of what they, why they were made, you know, because she did a lot of commercial stuff. Uh, but I'm not sure what this one was from. So, uh, but yeah, so a lot of the tracks on there they've got a sort of spacey theme. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it has a, a sort of um, bit of a sort of a sci-fi sound to it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like that. not quite the same, but a bit like the Forbidden Planet stuff. Yeah, that short a lot echo, of, um, ring mod and stuff like that on there. Is it using her uh, Oramix machine? Well, probably, probably, because she yeah, she uh, used a lot of it on a lot of recordings. So. Mm. Well, stay, staying in space, but one of my favourite tracks from the Human League of their second album, Travelogue. And uh, maybe we should, uh, we're building up to another sci-fi episode, aren't we? Uh, well, I think I think there's a lot of sci-fi stuff out there with electronic <laughs> music, and that's probably the biggest genre, I should think. Yeah. But, uh, I hadn't, I wasn't aware of this track, I thought I knew all the Human League ones, oh, but I didn't, I didn't know this track, so oh, it's a nice I mean, track as well, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, another ominous tale from them, the yes. Black Kit of Space.
terabyte I thought I'd put a record on I reached for the one with the ultra-modern label And wondered where the light had gone It had a futuristic cover lifted straight from Buck Rogers The record was so black it had to be a con The auto-changer switched as I filled my sandwich And futuristic sounds wobbled off and on this bland sound anymore so I walked toward my deck to turn it off all I could see was the b-side of the disc which had assumed a donut shape with a label on the outside rim I reached for the arm which was less than one micron long but weighed more than Saturn and time stood still I knew I had to escape but every time I tried to flee the record was in front of me that when it came out I still love it now I think we've all been there haven't we oh yeah with the that weight one. of Saturn on a record <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the reference to James Burke get James Burke yeah. in the case oh <laughs> <laughs> no, really good that yeah, yeah not, not, I've never heard that one before they, I mean they're so advanced at that time weren't they oh yeah yeah they were, they were sort of influential but they didn't I mean the early Human League before what, Martin Ware and the and then Craig Marsh left to form mm. Urban 17 and BEF. Yeah, they, they, they should have had more success from that. You know, yeah, obviously, yeah. Dare was a big, massive pop album, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's when you follow a band and then all of a sudden they sort of just change. And I mean, I was a big sort of Genesis fan. And then as they sort of lost Peter Gable and that, mm. I went off on more because the sort of direction changed. It went, I suppose it became more poppy, but yeah. you know. Yeah, they all deserve the success, but... Yeah. And the, uh, Martin Ware's been doing that, his, his own podcast, hasn't he, that's been really successful. That's here. right, yeah, yeah. I, I looked him up the other day. Yeah, enjoy you, said, you said about him, yeah. yeah. Blue Tech's uh, label, Behind the Sky, they, they've kindly sent me a preview of a, a new Polypores album called Spongos. Spongos. <laughs> <laughs> based on... Mycelia, mushrooms, and fungus. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's out. This is out on the 26th of April yeah. on the Blue Tech label. So from that album, this is a proto taxite.
Prototaxite is a large fungus that grew up to eight meters tall from uh, five hundred million years ago. Really? Yeah. Never heard of a, a fungus that old. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. What do you think? Was that his way sort of um, look close to these? Sort of look close to his toes? Metals and that. Good. Yeah, it's quite West, West, West Coast, Coast sounding. Hmm. Yeah, it's that mixture of West Coast and sort of ambient, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I like that. Very drifty. Mm. Sort of. mm. So we're moving on to a piece by Modra O'Donnell next to... So he's a keyboard player with The Cure, wasn't he? Yeah, he was with The Cure. He's been with a few bands, I think, Modra O'Donnell. He's played a few tracks on that. It's from the soundtrack of the Moog documentary. Mm. And it was one that they included, uh, they, they did solo. But yeah, he was with The Cure uh, and the Psychedelic Furs. That was oh, him. right, yeah. Yeah, was with that. Um, but, um, yeah, it's called Another Year hmm. Away. Another Year Away. And um, this is on the Moog album. Here we are, another year away from being in lockdown. Well, yeah, another year. Yeah, but appropriate, isn't it, this one? Thank you. 
bit sort of uh, west coasty, didn't it? And then sort of went east coasty, mm. a, lot, a little mix there, like that. Yeah. Which shows you the both of the genres really mixed together, anyway. Mm. Nice filtery tones mm. there, isn't it? It was nice, yeah. So to end that little first section, you've snuck in another prog rock track. Yeah, a bit of prog rock. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm following uh, the uh, EMIAC, the, uh, it's the Electronic Music Education Preservation Project. It's a big museum of all the famous gear to do with the electronic music, music production, everything. And it's a big museum of it. They did a, did a tour the other day on of it on um, YouTube, which was interesting. And uh, they also featured, uh, they've got Keith Emerson's uh, original modular mug in there. Yeah. And they uh, featured uh, Rachel Flowers, a uh, keyboardist, uh, performing uh, one of um, Emerson Lake Palmer's um, tracks from the album Tarkus, which oh, I haven't heard that for a long time. Mm. It was nice to hear it live. I thought, well, I, I you know, dug it out and listened to it again. And this track, uh, Aquatarkus, it's a very long piece, about 25 minutes, but it's all split up into different sections. And this is Aquatarkus. And also I thought to myself when I heard it, we were talking about nice quacky synth sounds the other day. And this is yeah. got more than a fair share of quackiness about it oh. from, from, from old Keith. So uh, it's well worth looking to. <laughs> if you're into quacking, quacky synths. Yeah, oh yeah. Funky, funky quack. Oh, lots of quacking. Okay. So, yeah, this is Aquatarchus from uh, Tarkus' album, 1971.
dramatic yeah. ending, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. More in part two. More in part yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Nice, quite nice, quite quack start, wasn't it? Oh, I do like a quack. And the classic uh, synth solo and the organ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he famously, um, I know Hammond famously stopped repairing his organ because he used to stick um, daggers in the keyboard to hold the chords down. <laughs> and then <laughs> they said they wouldn't service it anymore. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, that's brilliant. So we're going to go in on to the second part of our Paul Statham interview. Paul's originally from uh, B-Movie and yeah. worked with sort of Dido and Kylie Minogue and all sorts of people. He was in, it was in Peach with um, Pascal Gabriel. Um, recently, recently been working on his own projects, The Dark Flowers, and which will be featuring a track from uh, Jim Kerr. And what was, it, what, was his, what was his other thing called? Anyway, oh, it's, um, and the uh, unfortunately the the sound quality on his voice wasn't very good, but uh, you can still hear his interesting anecdotes. Yeah, we pick up on the interview where Paul is uh, telling us all about his Dark Flowers project. The Dark Flowers is a, was a project based on uh, a book by Sam Shepard, a great, sadly deceased, a great um, actor, director, playwright. Poet. Yeah, amazing bloke. Mm. Called Motel Chronicles, a beautiful book. On top of small town America. I think it's a kind of spin off from Paris, Texas, where the characters that inhabit Paris, Texas tend to inhabit the pages of Motel Chronicles. So I was reading that Motel Chronicles, I'm loving it. Um, and at the same time, I was playing a, a, a soundtrack um, by Bruce Langhorne called The Hired Hand to a Peter Honda film from 1973. Which has a lot of uh, Bruce Langhorne introduced a lot of found sound into into his recordings. So you got a lot of the, the, the instruments were recorded outside. So you got old wonky pianos that were recorded out in the desert, mm. and out uh, tune old dobro guitars and stuff. Uh, but with a melodic theme that runs through it, which I really loved that kind of idea. As I was reading this, I was, I was hearing this music thing. Oh God! If somehow these two worlds could collide. <laughs> That would be just awesome. <laughs> I pictured a Mojo magazine review. I <laughs> don't want to <laughs> Yeah, Mojo are going to have never had a review. So I set about creating a project to kind of realise that. So I, I decided I could only use things that I'd worked with, but they would only be the ones insane enough to kind of do something like this. So I would take pages from Mojo Chronicles, I'd create an Eno-S backing track. So we're, we're trying to cross here Bruce Langhorne's kind of country desert ambient with a little bit of Brian Eno's another mm. green pole, yeah. and, and then give them this kind of page of a bit of uh, Motel Chronicles yeah. and see what they make of it. It's quite a concept, isn't it? It's a weird concept. <laughs> Simple Minds, who I just met recently, then, uh, by, by purely out of the blue, finding his email address and sending him some backing tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Break the simple mother. <laughs> and one of those quirks of face, he got back to me and said, So do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, he came here, he came to my studio, and wow. had this concept. Of the, and Jim's such a brilliant person, he, I find him an amazing lyricist. Yeah. You know, you may not like the, the latter day simple minds, but I was in love with the early. And I actually do like the new simple minds as well, actually. But he completely got it, and he, he dived into the Motor Chronicles, and he wrote Radio Land, which became the title of the thing about a guy who's sort of trapped in this imaginary radio. Hmm. And um, and that was the start of it. Once I thought, well, it's good enough for Jim, and he, he gets off on it, then that was good enough for them to me to play other singers and go, look, Jim from this track. Yeah, amazing. Really gets it. Um, hmm. Peter Murphy from Bowers came on board, Dot Allison came on board, all the big with Helicopter Girl was great. Wow. Um, yeah. Jackie Joyce did two 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 tracks, um, and then I, I got the Mojo review. Now that actually gave it a great review. I thought that's wow. Years ago, I'm just going to leave it at that. And that's the vision fulfilled. I got I got back into the Mojo Chronicles book and thought, oh god, you got to do another one. <laughs> no, actually, I got back into it. I was so bored. I just desperately, egotistically wanted to do another album, try and release it. And I just again, Jim again came on board and. It's, it's more distilled, it's not so much based on Motel Chronicles. You've created your own world, 
Mm. And then, cut long story short, the new album's finished, Indian Summer. Mm. Uh, Covid kicks in, the label No Jinx, great little label, won't release it because they're just, they're, they're not bankrupt, but they're, they're, they are in a precarious position. Mm due to this situation of Brexit as well. I was taking yeah. that as a, okay. another consideration. Of how does this affect their licensing and taxes? Oh god, yeah. They suggested I, I release something on my own little label, Loki. Uh, Loki hmm. Putting out my music I do a lot of music with sculptors and painters and installations. So I put a little label together to just bang that out via, you know, Spotify or blah blah blah, distroke the usual hmm. stuff out. So I thought, well, in the interim, then, if we can't put the album out, I will just do an EP of murder ballads <laughs> in the style of the Dark Flowers. That yeah. way the artists don't have to write any material. We can just cover for right. them. And mm. um, Peter Murphy was, uh, being Peter Murphy, he's lovely. But David Jam, the bass player from Bauhaus, had become friends with by the usual... Facebook messages and stuff, and uh, uh, he he heard Radio Land the first Godfather's album as he was driving from coast to coast. Hmm. He listened to this album and he loved it, and just like, oh, if ever you do another follow album, I'd love to do a, a track on it. Yeah. So that's why David came, and he's done a track on the on the Indian Summer album, so he was a given for the EP. But the anchoress Catherine A.D. is doing very well at the moment as an indie artist, so she covers Tom Waits, Devon Lovely. Gabriella Chilmi, who is a kind of pop artist with a, who had a big hit with Nothing Sweet About Me. Mm, yeah. But uh, vocally, her tone is so similar to Helicopter Girls. Helicopter Girls has gone missing in action. But Gabriella was a sort of shoe, uh, uh, a natural to to take that mantle of Jackie's voice and take it somewhere else. She's actually a fantastic lyricist. Hmm. Uh, but she covers Delta Ray's Bottom of the River uh, really well. And Shelley Paul is one of my best friends. And I always write with Shelley. And she has done a version of Joan Baez's Silver Dagger, which is just set to ambient drones and country guitar. Wow. Uh, mm. Amazing. David J. Track is a cover of Sonic Youth and Lydia Lunch's Death Valley 69. Right. And a kind of visceral ah. motoric beat. And, um, yeah, make of it what you will. Okay. <laughs> Death Valley 69. Stop. 
So, keeping with the, the Dark Flowers, we have the, the Jim Kerr track from this new. Uh, this is from the new album. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's a kind of weird. I actually really enjoyed making the music for this, and, and then I kind of tried to think of different singers, and um, mm. it's got this. I, I just really, out of all the music that I've played, I actually like how 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 everything locks in on this this piece. And Jim just sang this song called "The Lie That Tells the Truth." So it's not it's not a, it's not a very dynamic piece. It just it's just tells the story he loved the book called the the um the, 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 the devil and margarita or something like that based in russia and he actually went to the, oh. the guy who, who uh, yeah went to the guy's apartment the master margarita yes yes he's a big jim loves absolutely loves that book and bought me a copy mm. of it and i think lyrically it plays on that and 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 it's very deep on, on orpheus the, the myth of orpheus in the underworld as well and, mm. Sounds like a really simple song. It's just 
got a lovely Catherine Ann Davis or the anchoress on backing vocals who, who joined Supermise for a brief period. Just oh, right. with Bernard Butler and her own album's just come out. She's played on six radio all the time. So she's a, a, a guest vocalist on the on the, the Dark Flowers as well. But mm. um, yeah, so I don't know. But just something that I liked about this the, the mixture of the rhythm machine, the synth and the acoustic from mm. Oh, lovely. So this is uh, The Lie That Tells The Truth. Dark Flowers featuring Jim Kerr. Nothing left to say Ooh. 
Mm. Beautiful uh, vocal performance as well. I mean, that's yeah, really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I love. I haven't heard it for. Oh, <laughs> that's going on the album. That, that is going on the bloody album. <laughs> well, it wasn't. What there was a chance it wasn't. Well, he was saying, <laughs> "Oh, Magnus has heard it." and saying, and saying, we, "We should put that on the Deep Machines album." Oh no. Kerr uh, said, "Well, I think maybe Simple Minds could use that, um, but we'd have to change it." And, and, and I'm just thinking, every no, no. Everything is as it is. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. And that's the song. Very organic and feeling. Or it wasn't. It's very quite privileged to have guest vocalists on it. Oh. Mm. So going back to your um, your first band, B Movie, who uh, you know I, I obviously come across on that uh, some uh, compilation, something yeah, which is. How long it was ago, Pete? Well, it's been sort of like going around. The social media news and that bit because it, because it has been there has been a significant anniversary. There are lots of great bands that have gone on to be famous and that on started off on there, wouldn't they? And yeah, it was well, well, indeed. I mean, it's like 1980 or 81. I've many members of Steve O. <laughs> some good, some bad. <laughs> it's but quite never indifferent. I think that I think he would enjoy the fact that I said some good, some bad, but never indifferent, Mr. O. <laughs> <laughs> success with Tainted Love hmm. but still not being kind of like whisked away there was still you know two kitchen leads or yeah. or, 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 or um, Blackpool and these or whatever they, they, they respectively yeah. met so, so there was this great time great mad crazy time around 1981-82 oh, it must have been amazing to be in it like that I mean I was mm. I, I was sort of going to gigs and that at that time I was quite young and and uh, I was just so excited by it all, and uh, yeah, that got me into music basically, got me into synthesizers. It's great. But you got together recently, you got back, you, you um, reformed, didn't you? Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of love out there. In some way, yeah. the best thing that ever happened was we, we weren't successful on that level. We had a couple of songs that have remained cult singles, that means we can always go and play in Germany or, you know, Spain and, and mm. places like that. And we ain't going to be playing the Enormo Dome in Spinal Tap fashion. <laughs> <laughs> we just playing to, you know, 50 people at some club down the road. But we love it. We yeah. So we've got this track. It's a, it's a, re a recent one you've uh, recorded then. Well, you've not, it's not even... Well, it's, funny it's very fresh. Sort of hybrid B-River. Due to COVID, it, it meant that... I kind of wrote it really with Steve the singer. The, the whole album's been sort of fun. So I actually went back to playing all the instruments on this and Steve mm. did the vocals and the backing vocals. But the rest of the, the two other people in the band grabbed the drummers' fires like, look, I can't get to London, I can't come and so program mm. my drums. So it's uh, Inertia. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was the first one we'd, we'd written and it's melodically, it's very little melody in it, it's just a statement and. Um, Oh, looking forward to this. Here's what it is. <laughs> Excellent. 
Inertia by B-Movie.
was getting lost in that. Yeah, yeah, very good. <laughs> it's, I've kind of tested it out on you. The vocals are too loud in places. It's uh, oh, that sounds great. Drawing board a little bit, I think. It's just really got that. I mean, I know you said you did most of it yourself, but it's got the band feel, hasn't it? It's really good. Yeah. You can hear the. Played with people for forty years. You kind of. <laughs> you imagined each other. Drum fills are in red, <laughs> and the, the keyboard runs are in grey. <laughs> you channeled them. Channel them. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, I hope you come and we'll play the, the, um, the Duke when we can. Yeah, definitely. Sunday afternoon at the Duke is one of the best gigs the going down here. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll play as much as we can. We're, 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 we're not um, shy of playing anywhere, actually. We've done quite a lot of gigs. Mm. And it's a bit of a rocking. There's a rock out. Oh, yeah. We actually have quite a lot of strange reason. Even though we also have an Essex based fan base. Yeah. Some bizarre rallies, Crocs and... Uh, oh, God, yeah, Crocs. I remember that when the... God, <laughs> with the little crocodile. In the, in the foyer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Crazy. Get away with it now, would you? <laughs> no. So we come to the, the last track of the evening. With um, We're going back to your... Um, Magnus Fine's collaboration. Yes, I hope you haven't forgotten about it. <laughs> this has got Sly and Robbie. What? No way. Oh yeah, Magnus tr just said we want Sly and Robbie. So he just flew to Jamaica, tracked them down because he knew Zach Starkey and Zach said, oh, they've got a studio on Jesus. So we've got Sly and Robbie. And not only that, we've got the Jamaican sax player. And uh, I had no idea how they're putting sort of uh, what was originally a northern kind of funeral March band on it, but Magnus took us a bit further. Like, no, we've got a Jamaican <laughs> funeral band, we're going to get the real sax, bait, uh, trombone, and everything on it. Track down Sly and Robbie, they're going to play on it, and they keep. <laughs> oh my god. And uh, it's, um, this, is, uh, this is just brilliant, this track. I was so pleased with this track. It's like, uh, uh, well, uh, Magnus Fires is a genius. I really do believe that. All the people I've ever worked with, he is, he brings out the best in other people. And, and the best of himself is more than good enough for anything. So this is a real mishmash of, of us rapping, basically taken from a, a statement called "Learn to Code," when, when a lot of um, a lot of people were fired from some huge American company, and, and sort of, well, you better learn to code. You know, that's the new blue-collar workers. We'll just go and learn to code. Mm. This is the future. So fuck you. You know, if you can't do this, then you then, then stay out of a job. So we sampled loads of voices. And this track just grew and grew and grew. It's got it's sort of like a a very weird mishmash of electronica, rap, yeah. reggae, and um, and um, anything else you can throw. <laughs> what's the what's the project called again? Obviously, it's got Deep Machines. Deep Machines with the very shy Magnus Fines. <laughs> <laughs> Inside me, I'm feasting on what you denied me. Alienation, death, disco for joint provision. Learn to cope. Connect the wires, feel the monkey shock. You can't escape because the cage is locked. Better pick your mind. 
mind Don't smoke the toad and play your part in the overthrow You're moving your gods and heuristics Summoning violent statistics A slow burn death or a change mode Choose survival, learn to code Coming back now. We come. We come back into. Coming back, yeah. yeah. Every track is different as well. There's, there's so much. There's so much. Some tracks are mm. just done with vocoders mm. uh, and distortions. They're a bit like Bonnie Verdi on that kind of third album, which really is sort of out there. We've got Clember playing on five tracks and Blondie. Blimey. All kind of. Oh, wow. We've got a couple of great disco tunes like Echo Chamber, which are just, <laughs> just, uh, you know. Uh, in a funny way, when something's really good, I get scared by it. It's almost wishing it good because you just know that if it's so hard to make anything successful. Hmm. But when you've got something good on your hands, it's very frustrating that you can't just walk to a record company and go, listen to this, put this out, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. In a way, you know, I'd, I'd be happy if it was more mediocre because I could let it go. <laughs> That's no, brilliant. I mean, it's a great, great selection there. Really, yeah, yeah really nice. Yeah. Some um, your stuff is amazing, and uh, stuff that I've come across and uh... thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed talking to both of you. Just oh, 
brilliant. Thanks again for listening. Join us on the Coastal Electronauts Facebook page where we can carry on the conversation. Yeah, lots of Natter there and um, information bits about uh, uh, people we've featured. Yeah. It was uh, always nice to talk to you. Yeah, Clive makes the, does the posters for each track and we uh, have a little chat about those. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, so uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.